Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Val. And we are going to talk about Sopranos, Season 6A, Episode 8. Why did they decide to do it 6A and 6B rather than Season 6 and Season 7? That's a good question. Like, this is just a normally length season, basically. (laughs) Okay, just a side note. It's very hot where we are. (laughs) And so we may get some some questions from Val that we might not normally get. (laughs) Why is it like this? I don't don't have answers. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like a final season. It's like they're, they're... kind of combined in the way that they conclude the series on the whole. I'm not sure why they... I guess the release schedule in terms of like when they actually came out and and having the distance between them compared to the distance between other seasons on the whole. I suppose that's it. I I mean, I guess like some of the storylines kind of continue from 6A to 6B and they kind of conclude what they've been building. So, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of how I see it. But... We're watching Johnny Cakes. <laughs> Maybe my favorite title of an episode. Me too. And it's great. It's great. I'm just finding 6A is actually better yeah, than I too. remembered. Me too. One thing that I wanted to talk about right off the bat, um, because I was noticing a lot of it near the beginning of the episode, was the connection through editing and content and, and ideas between Tony and Vito. And AJ. And AJ, for sure. But um, for me, there's kind of this idea of, and we've been talking about this this season, but the season getting started off with Kevin Finnerty and Tony's questions of identity and kind of Tony searching for what he kind of needs in his life and what life means to him. And then ultimately these other characters are dealing with other questions and it kind of affects them differently so i just thought it was interesting these connections that are made between tony and Vito, which we've already been talking about in previous episodes um very much at the beginning we have tony kind of with carmella in bed in this kind of like romantic act of sex (laughs) (laughs) did you find it romantic romantic act of having sex yeah (laughs) so he's asked if he's okay about the incision right yeah uh and then there's an edit right away to Vito reading ab attack which is kind of like where his his incision is and then there's actually a a cut back from Vito to Tony in bed with Carmela there's Mm -hmm. kind of like an edit back and forth and that started getting me thinking about that and then noticing throughout the episode how much Vito and Tony are edited between each other Mm -hmm. most of the time when we see Vito, it's edited to and from a shot and a scene with Tony. But for me, there's something about Tony kind of in this, in bed with Carmela, kind of like having what he wants compared to Vito um, coming out with his, like as a homosexual and not having what he wants. Or perhaps like he did have obviously what he wanted, but it was a lie. And there's kind of an exploration of that going on. But he has to run away. Like he can't have that in his life and I suppose he's kind of exploring right now for himself ways that he he could you know he could have that um I think it's important to comment on really just how hot it is and that we can't have air conditioner on as we record because as we look at our notes I think it's it's uh (sighs) indicative of our headspace as I see my next note, which says, Vito watching Johnny Cakes, I've got a kid, in quotation marks. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what that means, but that's okay. Apparently Val has a lot of notes that say, 
Jamba Juice. <laughs> so we're doing our best in the summer, summer months, but oh, God. It, is, it is hot. But something that I've got a kid, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. What no, I'm there was about. a lot of emphasis on kids. There's a lot episode. of emphasis on kids, especially around Vito. I don't know why Johnny Cake said, I've got a kid. <laughs> But that's okay. He didn't, but you saw that he does have a kid. We saw that he has a kid. That's what the scene was saying. It's not a, it's not a direct quote. Yeah. It's not a Johnny Cakes quote. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, we have Vito uh, in this environment where, where Johnny has a kid, and then there's actually another edit to Tony and AJ on the boat. Yeah. And I think yeah. that um, there is this kind of idea that we've, investigated a lot throughout the show of generations and what parents pass on to the next generation and that's definitely a huge part of this episode with AJ it's interesting how there's this cut from Johnny Cakes or I just call him Johnny Cakes like his name's actually Jim but that's fine I'll, call, I'll just call him Johnny Cakes yeah I think, I think everybody kind of calls him Johnny Cakes but maybe it's just me maybe I it's know. just us yeah I, I call him Johnny Cakes um Who's kind of like an idealized man. Like he comes across in kind of like a very kind of like stylized, perfect way. He's got way. that mustache. He's this hog. He doesn't fight unfair. <laughs> He's got muscles. Wow, he everything. Saves, He's perfect. He saves children from houses. <laughs> it's amazing. But... <laughs> He's... So we have this cut to Tony and AJ. And this is kind of like one of the... Or this is the first scene, I think, where we have Tony and AJ as father and son in this episode. And we have them on the boat, you know, and the first thing Tony says is, want another beer, which it's actually told to us in this episode that AJ's underage. Yeah. So, you know, you have that decision, which is fine, but that's how it's set up. And then it goes to them just kind of burping. And then AJ obviously concerned about Junior and the fact that he shot Tony and Tony kind of brushing it off. And obviously that kind of boiling under throughout the episode. I think boiling over. It's very hot, boiling, <laughs> boiling over under, yeah. um, as it has been boiling for many episodes. And then um, there's even more, like Vito walking down the street of the town, uh, seeing people. And it's interesting how this town is kind of stylized throughout as actually kind of this like strange, almost like paradise where there are a lot of gay men kind of showing up in the environment that Vito's seeing that kind of creates an environment for him I don't know in some ways it does kind of remind me of the Kevin Finnerty thing and we've talked about that mm-hmm. that it is it is kind of like so stylized for him there's something like kind of fantastical about it mm-hmm. um, but we have him walking down the street of the town and interacting with people and then there's actually a cut again to two girls walking down the street in front of Satriales mm-hmm. Satriales I can't do it but um, and Tony kind of checking them out too yeah. so which I thought was interesting. There's also, for Tony, there's a lot throughout this episode of his relationship with women. He actually, in the end, doesn't engage with Julianne. Juliana Skiff. Miss Skiff. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of scenes where he's at Bada Bing. He's kind of like eyeing. He's an eyeing woman. There's this kind of relationship where... That's always kind of there where he's kind of like checking checking people out. Yeah. So I think the I, sexual yeah. identity for me is kind of like the, the key thing there that like Tony is constantly able to kind of act on 
whatever sexual impulses he has, and Vito can't. And there's just a lot of connection between those two characters. Even the the idea of like being a father, like Vito yeah. has Vito this conversation with his kids. Yeah. In fact, in that shot where he's talking to his kids uh, in the background, we have parents pushing their kids on swings, and then a kind of like swinging shot where now we see the an empty swing. Around, yeah. And Vito barely spends any time talking to his kid, but it's another example of something that Tony has that Vito doesn't. And there's kind of that contrast and the constant uh, back and forth between those two characters and their stories within this episode are kind of pushing those off against each other. And for me, like one of the main ideas of this episode surrounds kind of around that line that Tony has, where he says, if you have the chance to do something that makes you happy, you should take it. Which is something he says that his is his kind of like near-death experience has brought out in Mm -hmm. him. It's this kind of Mm -hmm. new philosophy that he has. Well, I think it's really interesting because even if Tony is acting on that, it doesn't apply to anybody else. And I think that's one of the main ideas of this episode is that Tony can kind of get what he wants. He's in this position of power and he lives in a world where he has the chance to do something that makes him happy. Often it makes other people very unhappy. I mean, think about selling out the business of this person, even the way that that affects Patsy Parisi, that affects his family. There's, I mean, throughout the show, there's infinite examples of Tony doing things that make him happy and make other people that we know unhappy. The the non-Tonys. But Vito, it makes him happy. (laughs) Like, he, his identity is that he's actually gay. And he can't act on that. If that made him happy... If he, he can't be truthful about that within his circle, within his life that he existed in otherwise, because people can't accept it. People want to kill him for mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. So the reality of that is that he really shouldn't be engaging with the things that make him happy. AJ, I'm not exactly sure what makes him happy. We'll but talk he's, about AJ yeah, after. Maybe. But I think yeah. he's another example of somebody who he can't really just do whatever he wants. Carmela is another character. She can't do whatever she wants. Frankly, everybody can't do that. But Tony is in this kind of rarefied position where he sort of can. And I think that that's an important contrast to always kind of be aware of. And also to kind of keep in mind throughout the last season in terms of where Tony ends up, who he ends up being, like what kind of person he is and what's his relationship to that idea Mm -hmm. of does he know the impact that he has on other people? Does he know what kind of a person he is, what he puts out in the world, what's mm-hmm. ac- what the impact of his actions are? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really important to think about. Yeah. Because he can repress it, and it's, he's poss- it's possible for him to kind of push it down and not confront it. But at the same time, I think there's a bit of like a psychological awakening to watch for in the last part of the show. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I mean, we have two, like, I'll talk probably about both of them, but one of them is related. There's two scenes in this episode that I think are, like, super key scenes. Mm -hmm. One of them being actually Melfi's session with um, Kupferberg, Mm. where she talks about Tony, and she says, nothing's really changed. I think it's just a matter of time before he totally decompensates. Yeah. And then... Kuferberg's asking her, like, do you think this is this, like, Omerta? Like, that's why? Right. And she's like, no, it's not. It's something else. Right. Right? And and I think that is, again, like, as we go forward with the rest of this season and with 6B, um, I think that's just, like, a really key thing for Tony because it's not, like, it's not just something about, like, the life that Tony leads and... 
like his relationship with the mob. It's something very deep inside him that is really broken. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, and so I think that scene is really key. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that gets reinvestigated as the show continues mm-hmm. from here. I think that that is kind of opening up. Yeah, but new... I like it's just a matter of time before he totally decompensates. Right. Right. And that's actually... And, maybe... and we see that with Carmela, right? Like we see that like... You know, he kind of investigates this relationship with yeah. Juliana. He, like, you know, put, like, he, then he suddenly, he says, you know, he goes into it and then he changes his mind, right? Like, he is trying to do something different, right? Yeah. He is thinking about what he said to Melfi, like, after Carmela took care of me, I could never yeah. do that, blah, blah, blah. But it's almost only, confrontationally. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, very confrontationally, but it is, like, it's only a matter of time. Versus with Vito, like, he probably says some of the most honest things that we hear in this whole show when he says to Johnny Cakes, um, <laughs> when he's like, you know, you spend so much time hiding something that it's really hard. I forget. I should have written that down, what he says to him. But like, you spend so much time like trying to hide from something that you don't know when it's safe and you don't know when you can actually come out with your true identity, right? right? So like, he's actually like doing the work to truly try to change right he's like confronting these things that are making it hard for him to live his honest life or whatever right like you know and again there's lots of things that are holding him back from that but he's actually like acknowledging he's acknowledging those things right um i don't like you know compare like it's interesting i also find it interesting for you know Vito versus tony and it involves Christopher as well, that Vito does choose to like have this persona as a writer mm-hmm. while he's in this town. Um, and there is a lot, I mean, there's a lot of like meta, I don't know, meta writing about writers in this show at times. Right. And, um, and I think, you know, kind of like what it would, what it would mean for Vito to, to be a writer to live this life right to be like those people who were sitting in the b&b living room talking about you know where to go to see the best covered bridges <laughs> and um it was funny they were talking about bridges actually i was mm. i wrote that down but um because we like bridges very as a different symbol. bridges then different kinds <laughs> of bridges br- of New covered Jersey. bridges yeah um but yeah like what like you know what does this really look like for Vito? is is it only also for him just a matter of time before this scenario totally decompensates? Um, I also found it interesting, like when he does call Marie, is that his wife's name? I think so, yeah. Um, she's like, we'll get you psychiatric help. Like, right. we, we all love you. Like, Phil, you know. The church. Phil's going to help <laughs> you. Um, you know, to, to really like squash this part of his identity down. And he's, mm-hmm. you know. He's making a different choice. He knows that that's not really the case. That yeah. Phil's gonna be like, yeah, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyways, it's just like an interesting, an interesting exploration in this episode for me, for Vito, and for characters who are trying to like live, you know, live their truth or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think. Um, what about AJ? I think that's a really. Yeah. pivotal part of the end of the show on the whole and I think that he's really kind of coming out as one of the key key players yeah at this it's point. it's sad like I I get sad for AJ in this episode 
um, particularly when he's selling his drums for some reason. Like, <laughs> I, I know it's like, I don't know. That really gets you? It, it gets me for some reason because, like, I, like Carmela and Tony, they, they wake up and they, like, hear him. Yeah. They think they hear him practicing and they, like, see this as, like, oh, like, AJ, like, he's back to practicing drums. Yeah. And then we find out he's really just selling them for money right. to be able to, like, pay for his Buy friends. one bottle of crystal. Yeah, buy all the crystal. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, it just makes me really sad because that is, like, it is, like Tony says in the, I mentioned there were two key scenes for me in this episode. The other one is the scene between Tony and AJ when Tony picks up AJ. Absolutely. At the police station. And maybe yeah. we'll get to that. But he does say in that scene, like, you've got to grow up. And so it is this kind of, like, symbol of this kind of innocence that he could just be a kid who plays, you know, practices drums yeah. in his room and go to college and, and do all these things. Like, he needs to make a choice. Like, who yeah. are you going to be, AJ? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the thing, and Tony yeah. thinks he's a nice guy. And I think that's... And I think Tony does see this potential in AJ right. um, that I don't know if AJ sees for himself or not. Right. But. Probably not. I'm not... I mean, AJ seems pretty aimless. Yeah. But I think it's easy to discredit AJ as aimless and annoying and kind of a brat, which he is. But at the same time, I think it's... He's very important because the show is constantly dealing with questions of identity, generations, if your identity is inescapable. And as AJ gets older, there's this important relationship between father and son mm -hmm. that we've investigated between... Tony and his dad, mm -hmm. um, and other different generations. Well, even like Vito and little Vito this yeah. episode, right? Like what that means for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have now AJ kind of coming into his own as an adult and facing these questions of who he is, what issues will he face, what's his psychology. And so the fact that he's getting panic attacks at this point is very significant. Mm -hmm. And there's an extension of Tony in AJ mm -hmm. that I think is is very important because there is a lot of focus on the, like what is passed down between soprano men. I think it's a different question than what is passed down from, from Tony to, to Meadow. There's a lot of investigation, particularly at the beginning of the show from Tony to Tony from Livia, from his mother. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also a deep exploration of what it means for Tony to come from the mob, to inherit things from his father, from his father's yeah. way of life. Well, it was never like the thing, but like the difference between Meadow and AJ is that it was never like a option. I mean, I guess we have, what's her name? The female boss in New York who got out of jail. The female boss in New York. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Her. Anyway. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too hot. I know, uh, but it's too, too hot. hot. Too um, hot. But it was never <laughs> like a reality for Meadow to follow in any kind of footsteps of Tony, yeah. right? Like there was never like, like, I guess like she could have followed in her mom's footsteps and been a mob wife, and she didn't choose that. Um, yeah. I mean, kind yeah. of. Um, but, you know, there was never really that like, I don't know, the family business kind of thing for Meadow, right? She always kind of had this out for being a woman. But there is this thing that ties the male characters very closely to that. Mm -hmm. um, and we see that with AJ trying to like, you know, feeling like this is a part of his identity, which it is, but mm -hmm. not really being able to mm -hmm. act on it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously not really considering what's in his best interest or realizing that there are other things out there that 
he could do. Like, you know, they keep talking about event planning. He's like, I don't even know what that is, right? right. Like, he knows about clubs. He knows right. about... Right. You know, he doesn't know anything else. He hasn't yeah. been exposed to anything He knows about else. knife fighting. He knows about knife fighting. <laughs> According to my completely excellent notes from today, one of my favorite notes is AJ hyphen club. Right. He wants to own <laughs> so a club? So that's a deep exploration of AJ as that, a character. That really is. AJ goes to club. Yeah. Um, um, but it is like that scene, I, like, you know, so he tries to we see him try to stab junior well not mm-hmm. even try to stab junior we see not him, even he doesn't even know. get that far um he shows up he drops the knife and you know we we see that scene between tony and aj which i just love the way the scene is filmed also when they're outside and it's just like so close to yeah. both their faces and we really do see tony get very emotional about this right like he's like it's not in your nature you're a good guy yeah and you know, and AJ's interpretation of like Tony liking the scene from The Godfather, right? right? And Tony's like, it's just a movie. Yeah. He you also know? says, "You make me want to cry," which is yeah. interesting because well, before he the, says, "Stop In the other crying. important, well, but also in the scene with Melfi and Cooperberg, yeah, she comments how he hasn't cried about this. Uh, right. Well, Tony doesn't the really stuff cry. With Tony, but the you stuff know. with Junior. Right? And that's all. That's a exactly right. And that's also a difference between Tony and AJ. Like. In that generation that has passed, AJ now has a different relationship to his feelings and is also like less repressed than, than Tony is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he does cry and Tony instructs him not to and that he makes him want to cry but he doesn't mm-hmm. is significant and also differentiates those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah, there's a, there's a few things around that. I mean, obviously, AJ with the panic attack yeah, then um, later. He's dealing with some yeah. significant psychological issues of his own that have been inherited from, well, they haven't been, I mean, that exist in the same way that they do for Tony, but he has his own independent psychological reasons. Yeah, but it's tied, I mean, it's tied to that pressure to be a soprano, right? Like, when yeah. he is at the club, everyone's like, oh, soprano, like, can yeah. you get your dad to do this? Oh, yeah. like, get him to invest in this energy juice? Yeah. Get well, him- I mean, he has no identity. And I mean, even apart he, from being a, a soprano, the son of Tony Soprano, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even when he has the panic attack, he like there's actually like this focus on water, which is interesting, and uh, interesting to think about water around AJ um, in the end of the show going forward. But there's this water that he pours, and then it zooms up or kind of just moves up, and then we have AJ looking at himself in the mirror, and it's at that point when he sees himself that he has the panic attack. And we've attack. seen Tony do that a lot of times too. Yeah, and I mean, I think. There's that that key issue of being uncomfortable with yourself and being uncomfortable with what you see that's reflected back yeah. at you. And when AJ sees himself, he has his own psychological issues that are resulting in panic attacks at this point. Maybe it's just seeing that hideous jean jacket that he bought. I thought that looked kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool? I don't think so. I thought that was a pretty sweet jacket. Mm. No? Not good? No, not sweet. No bueno? Not sweet. No es bueno. <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, talking about generations, uh, even like the small amount of dialogue that we get from Junior uh, as he's in the home. Yeah. It being, how come I get no mail? And then this this guy saying to him, maybe you should start a correspondence. And then Junior kind of being upset with him. There's also like kind of like a lack of responsibility for Junior's state with social relationships and like a lack of awareness that he isn't that he is responsible for the lack of 
closeness that he has to other people. And I think that all the Soprano characters, that's a strong similarity that there's no responsibility taken. And that's something that AJ's constantly being harped on for, is not taking responsibility. Um, but we can see it show up, certainly with Tony, obviously with Junior in the one scene that he has. Yeah. Uh, we can see it manifesting in AJ. And uh, I just, I thought that that was, that that was an interesting thing. Because, I mean, AJ is clearly not taking responsibility either for where he is in his life right now. No. And, I don't yeah. know where AJ wants to go with his life, though. Like, yeah. really. It's like, it's really hard to, to see that. Like, he's, like, there are, you know, he, I don't know how to say it. Like, He's a brat, and he, you know, he doesn't take responsibility for himself for sure. But at the same time, like I said, like his life, like he hasn't been exposed to these other things that he could possibly do, and he hasn't really been given those opportunities yeah. to be anything but what he is right yeah. now. You know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. So I, I feel for him. I also feel for Junior. Like when he, when AJ does come in and he stands up, he's like my nephew. You know, right. like AJ. Which it isn't like, his nephew, right? Well, kind of. Well, it's his great nephew, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, that's also like indicative of Junior's mental state for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would still think it would like be your nephew. It was. I mean, but it does relate to when that girl was giving AJ a massage and being yeah. like your grandfather, and AJ right. was like, "It's my great uncle." So right. Like you know. Yeah. Um. But does that mean that Junior thought that it was Tony? No, he says. Oh, you're right. You know he says I mean? Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and that. it's yeah, even that like a representation of somebody yeah, else of his junior. father. Yeah, poor everybody. This yeah. sucks to be anybody. In yeah, show. poor you. Poor you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting too. This like Tony asking for practical advice from Melfi about parenting. Mm-hmm. She's saying don't undercut each other, and then shortly after that, there's this edit to Carmela giving him money for a suit, yeah. <laughs> which clearly he's not going to use it for. But it's interesting because. He got that sweet jean jacket. Yeah, well, that maybe. We don't know. I think so. I think that was implied. <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, I like that jean jacket. <laughs> um, but for me, there's also like the connection between those two scenes, this don't undercut each other. The fact that Carmela is kind of giving him money, clearly not understanding what he's going to use it for. Like That's obviously not the right thing that he needs right now. That's just kind of playing into making things worse and making him more of a brat and... And more entitled. And I think that, if anything, the two of them are going to come together on that page. Because that's what they've always done. There isn't going to be any real discipline or help that pushes him in a direction that he actually needs. And is insightful and, and, you know, and and full of kind of listening to what he actually needs. Even though that's difficult. But I think that, if if anything, they're going to come together on. It's it's basically just the easy out of giving him money. Because that's all they know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the worst thing that they could possibly yeah. do. I mean, this idea, even Tony saying, like, maybe we should get him a club. And Carmel's like, he's not even a legal yeah, drinking Yeah, that was age. funny. Yeah, he's so, underage. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the other big things that's presented in this episode is, is the, this. like, corporate. Exactly, yeah. It's over for the little guy. Yeah. Um, Gentrification. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so we have Caputo's eggs. You know, Tony's kind of protecting it, talking about, you know, how they're... They're, the They're so eggs. much better, and uh, you know, protecting how the identity of that neighborhood that mm-hmm. he's known for so long, and how it's getting taken over by corporate. You don't America. want any Old Navy or Bed Bath and whatever there, right? And we have Patsy Parisi, you know, 
I'm kind of going around. And I love that scene where they they can't uh, get the cop the Seattle coffee company right. guy. <laughs> it's great. It's so great. It's almost like it's like a um, it's like an expansion of the scene we have near the beginning of the show on the whole of of Polly uh, going into the coffee store and talking about how they've stolen Italian ideas. Yeah, but it's even gone. It's even kind Definitely. of gone further, yeah. right? It's like, like it's a further examination. Yeah. Um, and I love that when, when Patsy says it's over for the little guy, because it's like, are they the little guy? Like, is that what he's, you know, like, are they, like, are they saying like that their business is over? We do kind of see that by the end, right? Where Tony does sell this building. I mean, interestingly, like maybe, maybe Patsy is the little guy because I mean, Tony's doing great, totally. but he's at the top of that pyramid. So he isn't the little guy, but everybody else is kind of getting screwed. Yeah. They also obviously in a broader sense, like their business can't operate the same way because they can't. Make money off of these people that aren't conglomerated, like that yeah. don't have that kind of strength in numbers or you know strength yeah. in size. Um, but yeah, there it's it's interesting too to think about the identity of the world that they live in yeah. and how Tony is willing to protect that up front, but he's willing to drop it very quickly for not that much. In fact, it's not even really for money necessarily that he's willing to drop it. No. It's actually for other things. It's almost more out of spite. Yeah. I think like he says yes after he sees the old woman who uh, told Tony to pass on her regards to Junior. Mm -hmm. So it's almost more like revenge on Junior based on on old people. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. Obviously, there's the sexual dimension too that he wants, you know, to be with this woman. And then that gets complicated later on by the fact that he doesn't. But the, the other key scene for me is after he doesn't and he goes back and we have Carmela up on the second floor of the house looking down on him there's a clear parallel to i believe it's when tony decides not to kill the soccer coach right going way back when Artie kind of convinces him and he comes back and he's very drunk and he's kind of storming around the first floor saying i didn't do it there's a uh, similar angles similar environment we're looking down at tony except now tony's just kind of full of anger yeah as opposed to taking it out on himself through alcohol um but there's this something that like he doesn't act in the way that he like his instinct his instinct be. leads yeah. him to he yeah. doesn't act in these like kind of primalistic ways that yeah. just benefit him immediately yeah that play into that if I want something I'll take it and at first we see him taking it out through taking it out on himself you know by getting drunk and kind of you know just kind of falling around being disoriented and now we see him just full of rage about smoked turkey <laughs> I love when Carmela's like what the fuck did I do? Like, it was like, Jesus. But um, it's interesting to see when Tony can't have what he wants, how he reacts. Yeah, totally. And to think about how it's taken out and to think about if that's sustainable for him, if he really is changing, if he can become somebody who doesn't act no, in I these think kind of primal like ways. Like Melfi says, nothing's really changed. It's yeah. just a matter of time before he totally decompensates. That's nice. Yeah, it's not really like a good sign for you know Melfi's efficacy as a therapist. Right. But could anyone be effective with Tony? Well, I think that's a question that's examined. Could at the end of the show, Tony could like could different parents have changed AJ? I don't know. Like again, it's all these kind of like what ifs. Could Vito live in? I forgot the name of the town. It's, I don't think it's a real town. Strat, so Strat something. It's fine. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's not a real town. Too hot. <laughs> yeah, too hot to think. Um, regardless, I think that's that's what I have on this episode. Okay. Yeah. What about you? 
I think that's what I have too. I I did really like the old people sitting around in the B and B. Um, yeah, and how obnoxious. <laughs> I love the phone that gets stolen. Yeah, uh, no, but like just how obnoxious they come across. Right. Um, which is really great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm too hot. So anything we, we else? Need to turn anything the... you're mad at? <laughs> anything I'm mad about? Um, anything you want to channel your rage into? <laughs> not today. Okay. Not today. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back soon, continuing season 6A. We're actually mm-hmm. getting to the end, which is exciting. I know. And then we'll be going and launching into 6B, which is a highlight of television history. Or slash season 7, but it's a short season. I don't know. <laughs> season 7. Nobody knows. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.